around today. Our world has changed in the last several days. But you know our God has not changed. He said, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but like I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. What a wonderful opportunity we have in these days to be carriers of that peace that comes out of the love of God. This is new ground for us in all these years. We have not had a live message online. But you know there's a time for everything, and this is that time. God knew this day would come chosen all of us to be carriers of his love and life. This is going to be a simple service. I want you to see that all of your pastors are gathered here today. You'll hear from them in just a minute. We diligently pray for you. You're covered in our prayers every day. How blessed are we? Dean and I to have Pastor Daniel Black, Pastor Sharon Bayou, Pastors Wayne and Deborah Gillum. Pastor Wayne is really a vessel through which our message has been spread all over the world. Literally. We give God thanks for that. Pastor Jeremiah and Pastor Gene Castillo, head of our prayer team, how blessed we are. And all of us love you. I'm going to ask Pastor Daniel Black, who's been with us for several years now, to read a scripture. Very familiar, very powerful, very appropriate for these days. Pastor Daniel. Good morning, church. Uh, Psalms 91, 9 through 11 says, If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. We're really blessed to have worship leaders in our church. And although our praise and worship team is modified today, we're meeting together as a staff out at a lake home on Lay Lake, Talego County today to minister to you. Sharon and Deborah are going to sing a song today that is an incredible, mighty song out of the history of the church, Great Is Thy Faithfulness.
Jeremiah, Gene, to lead us in a prayer. I know many of you are facing some real crises. Whether you see them yet or you imagine them, I want you to know your God is sufficient. Don't ask Pastor Jeremiah to voice a prayer for all of us now as we walk through these times.
or whatever. It is not the importance of the substance. It's the connection with the source. Let me say that again. The substance is not the important thing. It's the connection with the source. If you're not prepared to receive Holy Communion with us today, I just pray that the Lord will allow you to do it with us, your pastors, vicariously. That is, He will minister to you as we receive the elements ourselves. I'm going to ask Pastor Dina to pass the elements around. And as she does, I, I want to remind you that you're in a covenant that is unchangeable. That the God who is never surprised by anything, who has made provision for everything, is your God. And one of the most holy ways that we obey the Lord and enter again into that holy covenant is through the receiving of holy communion. 1 Corinthians 11 says that is the cup that we drink, is it not fellowship with the blood of Christ? Is the bread that we partake of, is it, is it not intimate fellowship? body of Christ. So today, either physically or in spirit, there's no distance in spirit, vicariously, we invite you to receive Holy Communion with us today. The scriptures say that on the night Jesus was crucified, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, take and eat in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive this broken bread and we remember that it was the broken body of Jesus where you took on yourself our sin by whose stripes we were healed. And so today, in intimate fellowship with that broken body, we proclaim that you're alive forevermore and we enter into your death in all that it represents. Afterwards, he took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me and as often as you do, you will proclaim my death and all its benefits and all its benefits until I come in Jesus' name. that the blood of the covenant of the blood of Jesus bears witness before heaven that we belong to you. We thank you that you are our provider. You are our shepherd. We will lack nothing. We thank you that you'll meet all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. On the basis of that covenant, we thank you, Father, time. You know, I wanted to speak to you today very briefly about these times that we're in. There is 
a contagious pandemic worldwide. There's no secret about that. It is real. But I want to tell you that today there's something more deadly than the coronavirus. There's something more contagious than the coronavirus. It's a spiritual force that's rooted in unbelief that is a vehicle of the evil one. It's called fear. Fear is far worse than any virus that could ever attack the earth because fear is an internal spiritual force that ruins everything. We know from scripture who's behind that internal force of fear that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said it is the thief, the evil one. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10, 10, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, be on the alert. Be sober about this. Understand that your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And in the context of that, we see that, that the scriptures just tell us there in, the, in, in verse 5 and 6 of 1 Peter 5, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Don't act like your Lord. Humble yourself. Admit your need. And cast all your worries, cares, and anxieties over on him because he intimately cares for you. Scriptures say that your father knows any time a bird falls across the entire universe. How much more does he care for you? Even the hairs of your head are numbered. How much more does he care for you? He has seen you from eternity past. He loves you. He will not forsake or leave you. Fear is the most deadly and contagious disease. I mean, it's no secret. All of us know that sometimes vehicles of fear can be media. Sometimes they can be the strokes of a keyboard of social media. It is easy to get into a spirit of fear. And one of the reasons it's so dangerous for us as believers to get into fear, and it is driven by spirit. St. Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So there's a personality behind fear. And one of the reasons, and, and there are several, why fear is so deadly is this. It complicates your immune system. You know, physicians tell us that it is extremely important when there is a viral attack for us to have plenty of rest. That's one of the key ingredients in the physical for fighting a virus and especially a pandemic of any kind. If we already know that our God has won every victory, we can rest in the fact that he is our God and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So fear complicates our immune system. Do you know that fear is one of the things that will contribute to your lack of financial blessing? Did you know that? It is our tendency when jobs are falling, when markets are crashing, when all around us things do not look good, it's our tendency to try to hoard do you know the kingdom of God operates under different principles than the kingdoms of this world? God says whatever you sow, 
you will also reap. So the worst mistake we can make is hoarding and failing to invest in the kingdom of God. That, that is an economy that will never fail. That is backed by the holy God himself, your provider. So fear can complicate not only our physical health, but our financial well-being. Fear, unfortunately, is disobedience to the Word of God. Did you know that the Word tells us not to fear over 300 times in Holy Scripture? So, if I get into fear, if I think and speak and act in fear, that means I'm being disobedient to the God who loves me. I want to remind you of a wonderful passage of Scripture that changed my life many, many years ago. Almost 30 years ago, this scripture changed my life. I was in deep rooted fear. Didn't know all the depths of the roots of what my issues were. And after a season of crying out to God, so frustrated, so pinned down by my circumstances, I asked the Lord in desperation, what is going on here? And the Lord told me, you don't have a problem like you think you do. You have a fear problem. That was news to me. And then the Holy Spirit very gently and lovingly led me to this scripture I'm about to share with you. 1 John 4, 16 says, God is love. Agape, unconditional, unrelenting love. He's hopelessly in love with you. And then verse 18 says, there is no fear in love. You can also say there's no fear in God. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. So the Holy Spirit very kindly corrected me. And he said, your brokenness is rooted in a failure to believe and receive my love. If you really believed and received my love, it would cast out your fear. Of course I'm going to provide for you. Of course I'm going to take care of you. Of course I'm going to see you through. Of course I'm going to give you more grace than you have need. Of course. So I want to encourage you today to come to grips with the fact that fear is an enemy of the love of God. It's actually an insult to God's love. Do you really believe it? Do you really believe that your Lord loves you as the Word of God says He does? Then I want to invite you to go on a journey that I started 30 years ago when I prayed, Lord, not on the basis of how I feel, not on the basis of some emotion, but on the basis of your Word, by faith today, I receive your love. Romans 5, 8 says, the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit if we're believers. It's already there. Lord, give me the grace to receive it. That started a journey. It wasn't an overwhelming revelation in an instant. It has been a journey day by day. Lord, give me greater revelation of your love. I invite you to invite the Lord to do that on your behalf. That perfect love, little by little, will cast out your fear. And for the first time, 
You'll be dealing with the roots of fear instead of the fruits of fear. That will become a powerful, powerful way to fear-proof your life. Associate yourself with other, what I call, fear-facers. Don't stay around those who are going to constantly talk about how bad things are and how we're all uh, going to meet our demise. Uh, listen, fear is contagious. Speak to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and remind yourself of the promises of God that never change. In Christ Jesus, I am holy and righteous and blameless, more than a conqueror through him who loved me. My God meets all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Speak to yourself. The living and abiding word of God. God's word has his life and his power on it. It will begin to sever the cords of fear that may have kept you bound for a long time. It'll begin to heal your inner man. It'll begin to heal and fortify your relationships. See, now you don't have to control or manipulate anybody. Now you don't have to be afraid of being pleasing to people. And if you don't please everybody all the time, you're not going to have to be considered a failure. That's at the root of a lot of our fear. Mine was the fear that if I fail, somehow I'd be rejected. The Lord assured me he had already chosen me. He's already chosen you. He loves you. He saw you before you were ever born. He knew every choice you were ever going to make and chose you anyway. That's love. And that's grace. Rest in that. It is not for us to depend on a political system, a government, an employer. Let's depend on the Lord. All of these could be vehicles of God's blessing. And we need to pray for all of them, for wisdom. We need to pray for those who are first responders, our physicians, and all of those in health care. But our main goal is not to be afraid. This is a great opportunity we have now for relationships to be mended, for God to do great and mighty things as we congregate with loved ones, as we have time out of these busy days to meditate on the things that really matter. And I encourage you to do that. I'm going to ask Sharon and Deborah to, to sing a song for us and then all your pastors will be back at the end to have a prayer over you. This is a powerful song. Listen.
Hallelujah. I'm going to ask all our pastors to come stand by Dean and me right behind us. Supernatural wisdom 
to scientists, Father, and bless you and put your anointing on the medications and procedures. Minister to those who are sick in the sound of my voice today. Be it through this virus, God, or be it through anything they're suffering through. I ask you in Jesus' name, out of your love and by your grace, I ask you to minister your healing touch to them this day. Father, I pray that you would open up the doors and windows of heaven. That you would pour out resources, Father. We know that the kingdom of heaven operates from an economy that is never in lack. So I ask you to provide for those who are in need. I ask you to break the spirit of fear over them. And I ask you to show them, God, your provision. I ask you to give all of us the supernatural mandate, love, and obedience to care for those that you call us to. So, Father, not only physically and financially, but in our soul. Father, men broken relationships. Those that look helpless and hopeless today, I ask that by your love, your special grace, that you would mend those broken relationships. You're our King and our God. We declare you're Lord of all. In Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. We love you. We will get through this in victory.